Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. We do not care. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? High noon on a Monday afternoon. That can only mean one thing, and it's time to go inside the electric factory for the next two hours here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, Yins, know to drill. Between the two of us, we have got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest, what you should know by now. You want to chime in, you can find us on the dot-com. Questions, comments, concerns, reaction. Tweet us at Wesley Euler at the body 52 The body. And Motsi, talk to me, baby. Talk to me. Let's get right to it here. Talk to me. All right. Um, I think one thing that we've always done well on this show, and we will always continue to do, uh, it, it, you and I do this show together for the next 30 years. Keep secrets. The next three years. Don't be transparent. <laughs> However long I'm fortunate enough to write, rock the microphone with you, right? Till they, till they, uh, you play, know. Play, I got a secret. Us, I got a secret. Till, till, they, till they put me in the grave, you know, or till they drag one of us away from this microphone. <laughs> I don't know any other way to do this but then to be transparent and to be honest. Uh, at the end of last week, we had a little shakeup. Um, our buddy Adam Crowley is moving national with iHeartRadio. Big time, big time. Big congratulations to the crowd, man. Uh, friend of the show here. He's filled in with for Motes before. He's a friend in real life. Um, with that... I like I, how you said a friend in real life, too. He is a friend in real life. <laughs> you, he, do, you do got to clarify that sometimes. A friend of the show, and he's a friend <laughs> in real life. I mean, you know, Brian Becker is a friend in real life. Chris Carter is a friend in real life. Arthur Mouse is a friend in real life. Who's not a friend in real life? I don't know. We ain't dropping no days. Don't drop no days. <laughs> so what's going on here, basically, is uh, in lieu of the Crowley show, uh, starting today, three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, I'm going to be doing a show on ESPN Pittsburgh from 2 until 7. Big time, big time. Now, this doesn't affect this show, but it kind of does affect this show. And, and and just, you know, bear with me for a minute here. Let me explain how. Um, <laughs> the thing that I worry most about, right, is... Hey, G's got his headphones on over there, right? Little, little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Earmuffs, earmuffs. Little, little, little man, G. Uh, the thing that I worry most about is, is half-assing two shows. Right, right. I, I, I do not want to half-ass two shows. Um, you and I, I think, have done a really good job over the last two seasons of building this show, of building this audience, right. of making it feel like a community, of getting that involvement. Of, I mean, you know the days that you and I are off or the days that maybe we're not on air right at noon. And Friday, they're playing the replay. Fr- Friday, for example. The reason that we were a little late to the show on Friday is because I got all this news about what's going on this week dropped on me about 10 minutes before we went on air. When Motes and I aren't on, we get tweets, what's going on, where's the show? Last night when I announced this ESPN show on my Twitter, I got probably three or four, well, wait, what's going on with Arthur? What's going on with the Steelers <laughs> Blitz? And, and, and I love that because to me that shows that the work that we've done here on the show, these you know this kind of little two-hour corner that we have to talk football and be goofballs, it's been well-received by Yins out there in Pittsburgh and in Steeler Nation land. And I don't want that to end. This is part of the transparency, too, here, Arthur Motes. Like, this to me, I don't want to say bigger because, I mean, that's just, that's, what does that really mean? But this to me, this show that we do, 
if I look five years into my future and I say, all right, which, what, you know, where's my opportunity right. here? Where's my potential for a, you know, a big break in the industry, if you will? Arthur Motes, it's with you doing the Steelers Blitz. It's not by myself sounding like a jabroni trying to kill five hours every day <laughs> on ESPN Pittsburgh. So again, this show is not going to be affected. The Maybe the change that you'll see is, and, and Motes knows this, a lot of times, I mean all the time, Motes and I aren't, we're not really bound to a clock here on the show, right? Nah. Because there's nobody after us. We got flexibility, baby. D- d- that you hear the Tunch and Wolf replay after us, and then Dale and Matt come on at four. So there's been times here on the show, Motes, you know, where normally we'd have to be out at 153, 154, right. you know, to get to break, to get to the next show. There's been times that you and I have gone until 205. Yeah, absolutely. Close to 210. I mean, we, we don't abide by the clock really here. A lot of times we do five minutes, seven minutes, ten minutes of extra show because, again, we don't really have to follow those rules. Well, now maybe it'll be the opposite. Mm-hmm. Now maybe we'll be getting out of here five, ten minutes earlier to give me more time to get upstairs into a new <laughs> studio uh, to get ready for this show. But, again, transparency. Um, I just had to tell everybody that because that's what we do on the show here. So I- I'm going to do my and, and best besides, to – who doesn't want to hear more of you on the mic? <laughs> well, Let's stop. be real, man. You we too. Know how... I mean, I'm going to be roping you into this to you, help you know me kill some You I got you, time. man. My phone is always available to you, all right? <laughs> But, but people want to hear you, man. It's a great opportunity for you. you. Think about how much hard work you've done. You think about everything that you've, I mean, behind the scenes. Everybody just associates you right now with just your on air. But knowing a little bit of the backstory, like seeing how many times you produce shows. I mean, you're producing three shows before you even get to our show, and you produce another show, and you do a <laughs> night show. It's like, dude, it's good to see the hard work paying off and get you a bigger opportunity, man. You know, that's the goal. That's the it dream, is. man. We, we all want to. It's kind of like with football, right? You're on the team. We all want to get paid, baby. We, hey, hey, wait. Whether it's here or elsewhere, we all want to make it happen. <laughs> all right? So, hey, it's a great thing. It's a great situation, man. I'm just glad that I get to be along for the ride. <laughs> well, I appreciate yeah. that. And, and, and hey, I, I'd be lying to you, too. You have helped me get here, Motsi. Uh, you have, you know, this show, uh, when you coming into the fold two years ago, it, it's taken everything to another level. It's taken, obviously, my platform and exposure to another level. I thank you for that. Um, and like I said, the the thing that I the only thing that I worry about this is I'm going to be doing seven straight hours of radio, uh, <laughs> nine straight hours on Wednesdays because I'll still be doing the evening show with Tim Benz and Adam Crowley. Listen, man, I'm gonna start bringing you an uh, extra water bottle. All right, I appreciate uh, it. I'm, I'm gonna start doing that. Maybe some granola. Bo- I'm on air from two, from right. twelve to nine. I don't know when I'm gonna eat lunch or eat no, dinner. No, zero lunch break, sir. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna have to ramp up my breakfast every Listen, morning. Man, <laughs> I, I'm excited for you because the way. And remember the Titans, you remember what Denzel Washington had a very famous line. He was like, hey, man, you need water. You thirsty for water? He's like, no, 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 no. Water is for cowards. Water Water makes you weak. Water is for washing the blood off your jersey. And you do not get blood on my jersey. Water is for you to get the cotton mouth out of your mouth. (laughs) But you don't get cotton mouth while you're on the air, okay, Wesley? You're not allowed to get that. (laughs) (laughs) So, again, this is... You know what? I like. I don't mind putting it this way. This is my priority. Steelers mm-hmm. Blitz is going to be my priority. Like I said, until Arthur Motes goes to the NFL Network here. Until oh, they- here you go! Don't throw it on me, big time. <laughs> or until they drag me away from this <laughs> microphone. Now that doesn't mean obviously that I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna pack it in and mail it in and, and not prepare for my my two to seven show every day. I was up at seven thirty this morning because I was I was big stressing time. out planning how you know about all this radio that I have to do and, and I'm sure throughout the football season there will be times where. I'm going to be stressed out where I'm, I'm strung thin. But I know I got Arthur Motes with me. We are still, like I said, we are committed to having the same laughs with you, having the same fun, being the electric factory, all the things that we do here. Hopefully very, very minimal effects that you will notice here on the Steelers Blitz. Like I said, hopefully the only 
The only difference that our, our loyal listeners, our, our megawatts, our, our, our power grid, the electric factory, uh, hopefully the only difference that you'll notice is, again, sometimes instead of maybe hanging around five or ten minutes extra on the show like we do, we'll be getting out of here a few minutes early. Other than that, Arthur Motes, we move, we cut our eyelids off, we do not care. We do not care. <laughs> you heard the boss man right there, so without further ado, let's get this show on the road, man. Let's get this show. Well, all right, let's I mean, take our te- first break here. Yeah, let's take, we've already been on the road, so now we need to take a break. <laughs> let's take our first break here. When we come back, we will get the show on the road. There's our kind of announcement for the day, for the week, what we got going on going forward. Uh, but a lot to get to. It's the quarter point of the NFL season here. We'll reset a little bit. We'll look around the divisions. We'll also have our Monday Minute. Uh, let's do that. How about that? Let's. You want to jump right into the Monday Minute when we I get back like here? I feel like you got to. It's only right. We'll get a sense of normalcy here as we return. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. It's the Electric Factory, baby. You're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Euler Remote Steelers Blitz on SNR on a Monday. And I, I was quickly reminded, Arthur Motes, how boring bye weeks are. Yeah. I mean, like, I thought maybe it wouldn't be as bad because this one kind of, you know, got dropped on our noggin um, just out of nowhere. Yeah. But I think it was kind of the opposite because I didn't really have time to plan to do I wasn't, like, looking forward or planning to do anything. Oh, a lot of... Uh, a lot of sitting around and, and just waiting for something cool to happen, missing Steelers football. But obviously, we had plenty of games on Sunday. A lot of intriguing storylines that we will get to here. We'll do a lot more around the league today on the show, obviously, with no Steelers game to break down over the weekend. One of the things that we like to do this year on Mondays, a little thing called the Monday Minute. Folks, it's a simple concept. You share one thought about each team who played on Sunday. Some good, some bad. Uh, some serious, some goofy Without further ado, Arthur Motes, let's get cracking. Mm-hmm. Hit my music here. All right, now we're talking. A little primetime NFL tunes. All right, let's get down to it here. The NFL Monday Minute, week four edition. The Cleveland Browns. Jarvis Landry, best quarterback on the roster. The Dallas Cowboys. Cheer up, Cowboys fans. At least the Yankees are doing well. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady, he's had this many weapons on offense since he shared a huddle with Aaron Hernandez. The L.A. Chargers, Justin Herbert, Phillip Rivers. It does not matter. The Chargers will always be down seven points in the fourth quarter (laughs) with two minutes left and no timeouts. The Baltimore Ravens. How about some uh, instant ROI, some return on investment there on Marlon Humphrey. The Washington football team. I don't know about you, but Dwayne Haskins' stock, it's teetering on sell territory here. The New Orleans Saints, I know you don't want to do it, but at least until you get Michael Thomas back and healthy, it's time to give the keys of the offense to Alvin Kamara and Latavis Murray. Your, your best shot now is to run things through them. The Detroit Lions, the pencil fraud strikes again. The Seattle Seahawks, DK Metcalf. Man, he is starting to uh, to look like a second-round steal. That boy can ball. The Miami Dolphins, 
It's going to be a really long season for Finns fans, uh, but here's the good news. They own the Texans 2021 first and second round picks. The Houston Texans are 0-4. Uh, so the Miami Dolphins, they could have a pair of top 10 picks come draft day, maybe even top 5, 6, or 7. They could have four picks in the top 35. It's going to be a long season, but chin up, Dolphins fans. The Cincinnati Bengals. It's about time you guys remember Joe Mixon exists. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, you can hear it coming. Listen closely. You can see it in the distance. Here comes the tank. It's right on the horizon. The Carolina Panthers. Three words. Teddy. Two gloves. The Arizona Cardinals. My goodness, that defense looks lost without Buda Baker out there. The Minnesota Vikings. More Dalvin Cook. Less Kirk Cousins. The Houston Texans. Uh, the same as last week. Poor Deshaun Watson. The New York football giants. Are you worse than the Jets? Maybe. The LA Rams. Sean McVay after a loss is money in the bank. 12 and 3 after a loss as the head coach of the Rams. The Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills in a high-flying offense. Those are two things I never thought I would say in the same sentence, but here we are. The Las Vegas Raiders. Great uniforms. Great stadium. At least you got that going for you. The Indianapolis <laughs> Colts. I still don't know if you're any good or not. I think you are. I don't know. The Chicago Bears. I tried to tell you the recipe with Nick Foles. Didn't listen. The Philadelphia Eagles. I'm pretty sure Philly's offensive line at this point is just Jason Kelsey and four planks of wood held together by duct tape. <laughs> and the San Francisco 49ers, last but not least, Yins are not in New Jersey anymore. Those are my Sunday observations, my Monday minute for week four. Arthur Motes, what say you? I like it. I like it. So once again, for the fourth week, I still haven't figured out where you're getting this yeah, schedule I was all, from. I was all over the board this I week. I love it, though. I love it. I love it. So, man, to start it off, man, Broncos, Broncos, Broncos. You got a dub. You're, you're off the slide. That's all that matters, About man. Time. Great job. For the Jets, you still got Adam Gase. You'll never be good. All right? It's that simple. Arizona Cardinals, yeah, you're going to have to start playing defense somehow, some way. Just, just a glimpse of it, all right? I'm suffering. Carolina Panthers, Teddy Two Gloves, that's his name. Put some respect on the map. By the way, 2-0 without CMC for the mm -hmm. season. Okay. Indianapolis Colts, Phillip Rivers, man, you're finding a way to get it done, baby. Hey, hey make it work, make it work. Chicago Bears. Ah, <laughs> I'm just glad y'all aren't undefeated anymore, so that way I don't have to keep talking about your nonsense, all right? Because y'all are bad. Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor, Trevor, <laughs> Trevor, Trevor. You're almost there, baby. You're almost there. Keep Sunshine. it going. <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals. Shout out to Joe Burrow. You better put some respect on that big cigar-smoking young man right there. <sighs> Cleveland Browns. 50 points, but your quarterback throws for less than 180 yards passive? Make it make sense, baby. Dallas Cowboys. <sighs> y'all paid all these people, but y'all ain't pay anybody to stop the, the Cincinnati Browns. I mean, the Cleveland Browns. What are we doing here? You got to play some form of defense. You can't give up 50. Down in the NFL, not 50. Can't do that. Can't do that. New Orleans Saints. Getting it done. I like it. And Kamara is the guy. We know this. Cool. Detroit Lions, as long as your coach has a pencil with a laminated paper, you're going to have these type of performances. They were good. <laughs> Y'all were in it. Y'all, it, it, it was competitive. But you're never going to be able to execute because pencils don't write on lamination. That simple, okay? <laughs> Minnesota Vikings. Shout out to Lizzo, man. I'm glad y'all off the snot yeah, because y'all are actually all right. Y'all are kind of decent. Kind of. 
<sighs> Houston Texans. This is what happens when you trade away De- uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. You, you struggle. You, you go through a period mm-hmm. of, man, is David Johnson the guy? He's not. So now you're dealing with it. Seattle Seahawks. Man, I'm sorry for disrespecting y'all. Here I was thinking Miami was going to pull it off. They made it interesting, but Russ is the truth. Miami Dolphins. Y'all aren't terrible, terrible, terrible. Y'all just bad. But not terrible, terrible, terrible. So it's just kind of good. It's a silver lining glass half full. <laughs> LA Chargers. Love the quarterback. But y'all can't finish games. Y'all had a lead. We thought it was over. I was ready to throw the Tom Brady Father Tom out there. Speaking of Father Tom, shout out to Tampa Bay, Whoa. man. Tom Brady. Turn back the clock. Keep beating up on Father Tom one time, baby. Oh, he, threw, he threw a touchdown pass to six different people. Six different people. Five of them on his own team. First, one on the other team. They say he's the, uh, the first quarterback over, was it 41 or 42 to have five touchdown passes in a game? It's crazy. That is crazy. I feel like he's going to keep doing that type of stuff. He was probably stuff. the one who had the record before. Before then, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Absolutely. Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, y'all are who we thought y'all are. We, we know who y'all are. We, we don't care what y'all beating up on the football team. Still pretty good. Yeah. And speaking of the football team, you said it looks like you, you should start selling I'm teetering. Haskins. I'm teetering on sale. I, I'm already selling them, man. <laughs> R- Rivera to made the statement. He said you got to play better. That 300 garbage time yards he put up does not fool me, baby. I watched. That does not fool no. me. No. New York Giants versus the L.A. Rams. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> In the blue corner. I feel like the person that won the fight team won the game. So there you have it. All right. Say no more. It's a double whammy. <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Do you believe? Do you believe? A little bit louder now. Hey, sitting at 4-0. Big time win on the road. Oh, and Josh Allen, if y'all didn't know, he's still for real very clutch. And we're going to talk about him <sighs> today. The L.A. Raiders. Love Jonathan Abram. Not in love with Carr in the offense all the way. No. Just, just, it, it feels speaking like it's of, uh, missing speaking a little Speaking of getting bit. ready to sell some stock on the yeah. quarterback. Yeah, he, he's the one that's very, very underwhelming right now. I think now. that NASDAQ bell's about to ring yeah. on, on Derek Carr's stock. Philadelphia Eagles. Somehow, someway. We seen a Philly special. First place. This is a Philly miracle, right? This is a Philly miracle right here. Y'all are in first place with a one, two, and one first record. Place. We not gonna ask how. We just gonna enjoy it. All right. First place Steelers <laughs> versus the first place Eagles. Don't ask any more questions. San Fran quarterback controversy. Ooh. Man, I, I saw. I saw. Was it C.J. Beathard? We saw Nick Mullins. I mean, I, I like Ooh. it because both brought something different, and both at a time showed glimpses. Y'all should have won it. But yeah, quarterback controversy. <laughs> and then obviously we know Steelers Titans. We'll see y'all down the road. Oh, Arthur Motes. It was a good. It was a good Sunday. Good Sunday slate. Oh, you know I forgot another team. Patriots Chiefs. We'll see y'all tonight. Yeah. Yeah. We'll Falcons. See y'all tonight. Falcons. Packers. Absolutely. Could this be it for Dan Quinn finally? Oh, somehow, some way. Please. <laughs> we are at the quarter pole, Arthur Motes. Four weeks into the season, uh, we'll do some look around. Let's look at the divisions. We need to talk about those Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. Let's go Buffalo. We need to talk about the three and one Cleveland Browns, who scored a lot of points. Did you t- yesterday? T- t- say, hold on, say it again. Say it again. I know. Wait, what's the record? Three and one Cleveland. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Wait, I'm not hearing on. you right, man. Hold on. I feel like it's a glitch every time you say the Browns' record. Say it again. Three and one. I know that in a, in a year of unprecedented times, Arthur Mugs, that might that's that unprecedented might right the there. Cake. <laughs> it don't get more unprecedented than that. Oh man! Holy cow! I'm gonna take another break here. On the other side, we will, uh, man, we will discuss the Cleveland Browns, the Buffalo Bills, 
a whole bunch going on across the National Football League. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. You're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Some pretty significant news uh, around the division that just broke here, Arthur Motes. Uh, the Browns have placed Nick Chubb on IR. They do expect him back at some point this season and uh, not to be too lengthy of an absence, but he will definitely miss, well, I guess it's two weekends from now, right? Yeah. I was going to say next week. Like So this weekend is the Eagles, I guess, now. Technically, next weekend is the Browns, but he will miss that game against the Steelers. Uh it's a big development for Cleveland because they're 3-0. They put up a lot of points against Dallas yesterday, but Nick Chubb is a huge reason why. He's, he's been arguably the, the straw that has stirred their drink on offense to this point in the season. Yeah, without a doubt. I did think uh, yesterday, though, because he went down pretty early uh, in the first half, but what I was surprised with was they had another running back. Um, I'm drawing the last name Johnson is yeah. not Duke. It's um, Dearness. Dearness. Dearness yes. Johnson. Yeah, this kid comes out of nowhere, man. 13 carries, 95 yards. I thought he was very impressive. He looked really explosive. Uh, really good change of direction. They said apparently he was working at a grocery store or something crazy, you know, as a uh, as a free agent, and it ended up getting an opportunity to come into camp. And yeah, obviously it worked out for him. But they still, obviously, with them having Kareem Hunt, man, they're still yeah. going to be tough. Yeah. But it, it does bring that backfill and that running game, hopefully, down to reality. I mean, like I said yesterday, the Cowboys, that they I don't know where they left their run defense at. It's still probably on vacation right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I know they like to go on vacation down there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it looks like they're on vacation right now because they, they couldn't stop anything on the ground. I mean, Odell even went crazy on the ground. Uh, I don't get, like, what? Hey. New coach, a lot of moving parts, but not, I mean, it shouldn't look like this for the Cowboys at this point. I agree. I mean, their defense is just <laughs> tragic. I mean, we that, ta- and, that's, and that's saying it nicely. And, and, and we <laughs> talked, you know, they bring in Griffin right before the season starts. We thought, all right, you know, they lost a couple nice pieces. I love the addition of Alden Smith. We, we like, love the additions stuff. that they made. Randy Gregory back from from suspension hiatus. Demarcus Lawrence paid. I mean, Leighton Van Der Esch was healthy at the time. Right, right. The good news for the Cowboys is that that division is a wreck. And, I mean, they're still right in the thick of things. They are in by no means in any great amount of trouble as it relates to that, that division. They are literally in second place right now. Yeah. <laughs> Just put it in context. They are in but second place. With, with the context of kind of the big picture of this year, Mozart, have they been the most disappointing team in the NFL so far, the Dallas Cowboys, from what we all expected from them going into this season? I definitely feel like they have been, and this is the reason. When I look at them, a team with a new coach, right? We said teams that had first-year head coaches or teams that had mass roster overhauls, talking about your quarterbacks, your critical positions, they're having new people. We felt like those teams were going to take a little bit longer to develop. We look at Tom Brady and Tampa Bay right now, even though they found ways to win games, you can still see them struggling. They're not all on the same page. Totally expected. But we said they're very talented, so they should find a way. Then I look at a team like Cleveland, first-year head coach and Kevin Stefanski. We've seen them in the past. They've had talented rosters, but we said that they don't play the best ball together and that is consistent. That wasn't necessarily the case with Dallas. We said with Dallas, we felt like more, more times than not, it was related to a coach's decision 
in, in, in terms of how they want to attack and things like that, which was their downfall. But we didn't think that from a, a chemistry standpoint that they needed a lot to get going because we've seen them be successful before. But when you look at how they've looked these first four games, number one on defense, they aren't tackling anybody. They haven't stopped anybody from a run game standpoint. Right, right. At times, you even want to question their effort, which you should never want to do at the NFL level. That's particularly, I think, early in the season right, as well. Right. And then, and then when I look at the offense – I see inconsistency. I see a team that is willing to play super conservative, not really try to take shots early on in the game, get behind, and then all of a sudden they want to play this rapid, frantic comeback like we've seen them do in the past. And newsflash, every team isn't the Atlanta Falcons. You can get away with it on some fluky stuff, a fluky onside kick, and that works out for you. But once you play quality opponents or teams that – Water that, finds its level right, eventually, right. right? I'm like, so even though the Browns, we said that, man, they're not the best team. They're not the best coach team. But they, they don't have malpractice like what you have in Atlanta. Versus a team that's not going to beat themselves, yeah, Dallas, you're always going to struggle like this based on what you're putting out there right now. So, for me, I'm very disappointed because – yeah, I thought the Cowboys would be up and in, in winning this division without even a debate. They might win it still. Yeah, yeah. But but not in the fashion that they're going about doing it. Yeah, yeah I, I'm with you. That, that that certainly has been one of the more They're looking like twenty ten New Orleans, man. Go, they go are, ahead. Yeah. They are struggling out of the gate. But like Arthur Moach said, I mean, in house I think they need to do a lot of self evaluating and, and maybe there's a lot of concern there. But in the bigger picture, yeah. uh no need to panic. Kind of the opposite of that, then, Arthur Motes, I think, is the Cleveland Browns, right? Three and one, still very early in the season. But, man, they are uh, they're celebrating in Cleveland. They are enjoying themselves in Cleveland right now. Trust me, man. Two teams that are 3-0 and but have drastic different, drastically different feels about them. Chicago Bears, Cleveland Browns. Yep. Cleveland, morale is high. They are believing in what they're seeing. They've shown now four weeks in a row a commitment to running the ball. Yep. They've shown on defense, even though they don't have the best personnel, especially in the back end due to injuries and opt-outs and things like that, they're still tackling the catch. They're doing all the fundamental things right. Then you look at a team like Chicago. <sighs> a little different over there. A little, a little different bit different. Over there. But I think the hype around Cleveland right now, I, I do buy it. I do think that based off what we've seen – and. I, I, I give you a little bit of context. The reason why I'm believing it is because of the style in which they're doing it. Hmm. If this was Baker Mayfield going out there and having a 500-yard passing game like Dak had or he's throwing for a fluky 300 garbage time, I'm not believing in that because I understand like how those stats are a little bit inflated. Right. Think, think uh, Dwayne Haskins against the Ravens. He ends up with 300 yards passing. He was never effective in the game to that level, though. But because the way the Browns are doing it in terms of running the ball and running and using play action off of it, that's sustainable. That shows me that, hey, man, four different opponents, four different teams, varying levels of defense and difficulty, of course. But the one thing that has stayed true is that commitment. And they and, and it's showing, man, that's their recipe for success. It's cut down on Baker's turnovers a lot. It's cut down on the offense's turnover a lot as a whole. And I think that's why we're seeing them be 3-1 and one and be productive like they're doing right now. Yeah, it's a good call by you. And, man, the outlook of the division right now is strong. I mean, when you look at just from a record standpoint, our four teams versus any other team, the AFC North has the best in terms of top to bottom. I mean, even Cleveland – I mean, since they sit at 1-2-1. and one, Right. You got three teams that are – one team is 3-0, and oh, two teams are 3-1. and one. There is no other division that has three three-win teams in it. None. Uh, yeah. And, and 
the one team again, you know, the Bengals, uh, with Joe Burrow and some of the weapons they have on offense. Dude, three hundred yard passing and what three games in a row now, man. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be a, a tough out in every game that they play, and maybe that changes a little bit down the season as they as we start to get closer to the end of the year. But you for now, what, you know what they're reminding me of a little bit? Who? They're reminding me of the L.A. Chargers under Herbert. Hmm. In terms of they're putting up points, they're close, but it looks like they're just a year or two away. Yeah, Yeah, they're like just a year or two away of those young guys, particularly those two young quarterbacks, learning how to close out the games at this level. Herbert had a couple opportunities in the second half mm-hmm. of that game against Tampa to make mm-hmm. some some drives, some some sustaining drives that, that really killed the clock. We saw Tom Brady do it on his on his end, but I think that's what he's lacking a little bit right now. And then obviously with Herbert, we've seen that in the past couple of games with him where just need just just got to figure that out yeah. a little bit. It's going to take time. He's been impressive though. Yeah, he has. has man. But no, I like that comparison. Uh, I think Herbert and and Burrow, man, there's both. There is. There's a lot of elements where you can see. Okay, I mean, they're still clearly weak in this regard, and they need more here. But there's some there's some positive indicators as well too that that Without a doubt. Uh, that, that Joe Burrow can play, that Justin Herbert can play, and and yeah, Joe Cool with the cigar and the combed hair backwards. Ooh. Whew, I like him. I tell you what. Tell you what, yeah, he's looking cool under pocket, and he's under duress too, man. I mean, he is, without a doubt, he is running for Ooh. his life. I tell you, somebody who's gonna be excited for that game, this Steelers front, holy cow, yeah. They should be excited uh, these <laughs> next these next couple games. Yeah, this is these next two weeks. This is when you go ahead. You want to you want to be all pro. You want to be a Pro Bowler. You want to be Defense Player of the Year. You go out here and go these crazy. Are your, these these two are games. your get your two and a half sack yes. game. You, you, yeah. you need these type of games right here, man. <laughs> Without a doubt, Arthur Motes, without a doubt. Uh, if you're just joining us, different schedule on the show today. we got some moving parts going around. I'm going to be hosting afternoons on ESPN Pittsburgh as well now, too. Uh, so that won't affect the show very much. It is going to affect the show today. We're, we're doing a little bit shorter segments and getting out of here a little bit earlier on a Monday. But I guess that works out well because, I mean, and those Steelers playing over the weekend. But obviously we got a bunch of stuff that we want to get to on the other side here uh, I want to keep looking around a little bit at these divisions. Uh, the AFC East is is very interesting with the Bills and the Patriots and a lot of moving parts there. Uh, who's in the? You said the four and O Buffalo Bills. The four and O Buffalo Bills. I heard that right. Uh, who's the biggest pretender of the good teams? Who's the biggest still mm-hmm. contender of the bad teams? Who do we got at MVP at this point? Who's the hardest team to judge at this point through four games? We will get to all of that in the second hour, as well as Arthur Motes has a uh, little bit of an alarming Steelers trend that he Mm -hmm. brought to my attention before the show today. So all of that on the table in the second hour of the program. Those tweets as well, too. At Wesley Euler, at the Body 52. The Body. Inside the Electric Factory, you are listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. We do not care. Good afternoon, Steelers Nation. How we doing? We don't care. Let's go. (laughs) Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, hour number two inside the electric Factory rocking and rolling here, doing some more around the league discussion on a Monday than we normally would with the Steelers being on their bye week. And Arthur Motes, let's do it. Let's just jump into it right now. A little quarter pole reset, if you will, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 
you know, this might be your opportunity to, to get your Buffalo Bills into the conversation here. So, oh, oh right, okay, all right. I, hey, you know, not that I was looking for a reason to talk about the Buffalo Bills at a four. No, you know, with the reigning offensive player of the month for the AFC, not that I was talking about them or anything like that. So I ask you, here's the opportunity, here's the softball, folks. Yeah, who's your MVP candidates at this point four weeks into the season? Oh, man, if I had to talk about an MVP candidate from a league-wide standpoint, <laughs> if I had to pick one, I think the front runner in my professional opinion is two guys, okay? From the AFC is Josh Allen. I think that what he's been able to do in Buffalo, leading them to a 4-0 record, um, He's passed for 300 yards in three of the four games. This past game, he was uh, – mm-hmm. no, no, excuse me, in back-to-back games. Yeah, in two yeah, of the yeah, four two, games, yeah, yeah. yeah. This last game, he was 12 yards short of it. But when you're just looking at what he's been able to do this year, you talk about the clutch performances, you talk about the come from behind, you talk about just showing pinpoint accuracy and arm strength. When you have that type of quarterback play, we've seen the past two MVPs. They did this type of stuff. Just crazy hot seasons, right? Yep. Lamar, Patrick Mahomes. And right now, Josh is doing that type of stuff right now, man. When you're watching his games, when you're seeing the numbers that he's putting up and the fashion that he's doing it, mm-hmm. we talk about sometimes, like even with the Steelers, right? We said the Steelers were sitting at 3-0, and but there wasn't a lot of dramatics really associated with the game. Like it was a, they, they were ahead enough where you knew they were going to win, but it wasn't a blowout, but it wasn't the back and forth where you're like, oh, on the edge of your seat either. With the Bills, man, their three or their four games have been edge of your sheet, I mean, edge, edge of your seat, back and forth. Right, right. Like, whoa, you just don't know what to expect. And that does play well when you see the late game heroics. So that's why from the AFC, I think it's uh, Josh Allen. In the NFC, though, man, it's Russell Wilson. Right. I you mean, look uh, at what he's doing. I think those are the two guys right the, now. Yeah, there are – Doing like their numbers are very similar, mm-hmm. but they're going about it in very, very different ways they in are, terms of are. how Russell is just crazy with the accuracy right now. But it's more so expected with Russell, mm-hmm. and he's exceeding exceeding those expectations. That, that plays into MVP discussion. Oh big yeah, time. without a doubt, big with, time. He's exceeding our expectations. And then with Josh, he's exceeding him in the in the sense of nobody really expected. Like even me, right? And, and I've broke him down multiple times. Sure, I you've thought done that he, more. You know, I, I, film study right. on Josh Allen and the Bills than the average Joe. Yeah, and, and I thought that he would take a step forward and be good. I thought more so Tannehill range, Jimmy Garoppolo range, where they're they're good enough to help you win. Not great though. They're not going to be able to come from behind or, or or put the team on their back, but they wouldn't be the reason you would lose. I thought that he was going to be in that vein this season. This what we're seeing right now. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. This is like, oh, this is the guy guy, like, put the league on notice. Mm-hmm. So, in that regard, man, that's why I think it's those two guys. And, that, and, and, it's, and it's, like I said, it's cool in the sense that you can see how both guys have wowed us, but for totally different, different reasons. Yeah. Like, I love that element of it, man. What I, say you, though? I, I do, too. I think those are the cl- the two clear leaders in the clubhouse. I mean, obviously, Mahomes belongs in the discussion, oh, yeah. right? Uh, I think probably at this point, Aaron Rodgers belongs and, and in now, the discussion. It's funny you said well Mahomes. Too. I feel like Mahomes is the reverse is, of Russell Wilson. It well, is. Russ, he has an expectation. He's exceeding it. With Mahomes, he's still cooking. He's still doing it, but it's kind of like LeBron, right? It's you've a, seen it's a so LeBron many. LeBron and Sidney Crosby yeah, element. We, we've seen so yeah. many triple doubles from LeBron. Like, that doesn't wow 
wow us anymore. We've seen so many 40-point games that doesn't wow us anymore. Oh, he had 38, 16, and 12. Okay, cool. So with Mahomes, oh, he only threw for three touchdowns, 300 oh, okay. yards. Okay, well, All right, it's just cool. another day at the I office. mean, yeah, I've seen that before. Right. So I feel like that's what's going on with Mahomes right now. I, I 100% agree with that. You and I have talked a lot about how that's what's happened to LeBron. That's what's happened to Sidney Crosby. Both of those guys should have way more individual accolades than they do. But one, we're conditioned to just always expect more. And two, we get fatigue in those – well, not we, but people who vote on this Absolutely. get fatigue in that regard. It's the same, I mean, in a smaller sample, right, it's the same reason why Tim Tebow couldn't win a second Heisman. You know what I mean? Because It's like, always harder well, the second how, time, look man. Look at how great he was last year. I mean, he's got to be better this year if he's going to win the Heisman again, right? Like, like that stuff plays into all these types of conversations – it drives me – like, I am not a person who often gets worked up about MVP awards, but it does drive me nuts in that regard that, like – We don't we, – we didn't really appreciate it, the greatness when it was going on. We didn't right, and allow it, them to get the flowers while they, why they should it, have received them. It's more so, honestly, MVP awards a lot of times feel like who was the best player on the team that exceeded expectations. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Like, that's what it feels like a lot of times. Not who's truly the most valuable guy, mm-hmm. but who's the most valuable guy on the team that had the – best season, you know, as, as the way we perceived them before the year. But, yeah, I, I think, I mean, right now, you're right. There's a great juxtaposition between Josh Allen. And yes, the Bills made the playoffs last year, but uh, they they haven't been the same, you know, the same amount of consistent success that the Seahawks have had, you know, over the last seven, eight years or so. People are expecting it with Russ, but I think they're still really, you know, really intrigued by it. Uh, people now with Josh Allen, man. I mean, when he when he had to get his elbow checked out yesterday, Dude, everybody was, like, was freaking out. Like, everybody oh, 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 oh. on Twitter was freaking out. I mean, we're so much elbow, Josh. <laughs> I think that just speaks to the national reaction of Josh Herbert. You know, potential injury yesterday was everywhere. Allen, not Herbert. Josh Allen. Don't, don't don't you disrespect us like that, no? Because <laughs> we, we just got a tweet here from Antonio Gomez. Justin Herbert. Any chance he wins Rookie of the Year, man? It's him and Burrow. I they, feel like they're definitely that's maybe kind of similar to this conversation, right? Too. But but then I also we we talked about some of these young playmakers, man, receivers mm-hmm. and, and running backs and stuff. CD Lamb once, hey man, two touchdowns yesterday playing in Dallas. I'm just all I'm saying, man. Mm-hmm. He's still he's still around. Yeah, no, he's still he's still around, man. He's still around. And, and let's be honest, Arthur Motes, you and I know these awards these awards are won in November and December. No, no question. We yeah. start to lay the you start to lay the groundwork and you put up some numbers and stuff for him now. But these awards are won in November and yeah. December. There's still plenty. This, of this time. right now, you're just putting the the foundation. You're making a cake. You know what I mean? You're putting the foundation mm. right here. Are you a, a two-layer? Are you a one-layer? All right, well, how do you want it's your like cake to be? like smoking a pork shoulder. You yeah, know what I mean? absolutely. Uh, you put it on, it, it looks nice. It's mm-hmm. got the seasoning. It glistens all pretty. But, you know, you gotta fi- wait. 15 hours later, right. that's that's when you're really checking that absolutely. thing out. <laughs> I want to see once the frosting and the icing on that thing. What, what are we talking about here? <laughs> oh, man. Arthur Motes. Wesley Euler, Steelers Blitz on SNR. Uh, keep those tweets rolling in. We'll get to them before we get out of here. I- I'm with you on MVPs. Uh, I want to have the pretender-contender conversation too, but I don't want to rush that just yet. So uh, while we still got uh, two, three minutes left here in this segment, hardest team to judge across the NFL at this point mm. in your mind? Like, Who do you still feel like? You look at that team and you're like, I, I don't know what they are. I- I- it's-, it's-, it's hard to have my finger on the pulse of that team still. It's the Colts for me. Ooh, that's actually a good one. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that is look at a some of the pieces one. they've yeah. got. They've got some nice pieces. They're winning some games. I like the coach. I like the defense. It's, I just don't know how good they really are. I, I think they're, you know, eight, nine wins good. Yeah. Definitely. I think they could win that division. I mean, I picked them to win that division before the season started. 
but I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic on the Colts as it relates to being a playoff team. Man, for me, honestly, it's the Raiders. You know, I've been talking about them for the past couple of games, yeah. man. Like, I'm I'm excited about them. I thought even the game against Buffalo, I thought it's still true in terms of what they do. They are very disciplined. They don't beat themselves. You look at Derek Carr, he hasn't thrown an interception in, uh, I think, it's 100 and something. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been like a, a good amount of attempts they've said he's had. I think it's 170, 180 it's like well attempts. well over yeah. 150, yeah. Yeah, that he still hasn't thrown an interception. Like, it's that type of stuff where I'm like, they – do some things really good. Like, is that really good, or is that just right. they never take any shots downfield? Exactly, you know and that's my mean? thing. And I'm like, okay, their defense. I'm like, all right. I've seen their defense make plays, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're great. But I'm like, I, I don't know where they are right now. They looked really good against the Saints, the game that they won. At times, like I said, against Buffalo, they looked good. But I just I just don't know. It, it, maybe it's the quarterback for me. Yeah. That might be it. No, definitely. But I just feel like, because with Carr, I feel like in my mind, the nostalgia takes over every time I watch him, and I think of twenty was that twenty fifteen? I think it was mm-hmm. twenty fifteen season when where he was like it, a dark horse MVP yeah, candidate. Yeah. So for me, my mind always goes back to that from an expectation standpoint. It's so like when, me with Wentz in twenty seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> so when I don't see that, I'm just like I feel let down, mm-hmm. and that's my thing. Every time I watch the Raiders right now, I'm just like, man, I'm not seeing. That Josh Jacobs looks good. I like the receivers, even though they're still dealing with injuries. Henry, right. Henry Ruggs missed a, a second game, but I'm just like I just don't. I feel like they're they're. I don't know. It's like a flat soda. It's like a flat. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's like you're kind of good. You're not terrible, yeah, but you're missing something. You don't have that pop right now. Yeah, it's, I, it's a good way to put. I like that. It's a flat soda. I'm digging it. Yeah, I just hard, just tough to tough to judge. You know, what I mean, you shake it up in the bottle there, and you might see the bubbles for a right, few seconds. Right, you're like, oh, maybe. Like, no. Nah, yeah, who I thought you were. Yeah, they're 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 tough to judge for sure. The Raiders, the Colts. Uh, let us know. Hardest teams to judge in your opinion at this point at Wesley Euler at the body fifty two. The body. Uh, when we come back here, we will have the conversation that I think every football talk show has to have. Mandatory, right? At the quarter point and at the halfway point of the season. All right, of the four and three and one teams, who's the biggest pretender? Of the zero and four or maybe one win teams, who's got the biggest shot? to still be a contender. We will discuss that on the other side. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler inside the Electric Factory. You're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. There are certain things that, you know, if you host a sports talk radio show this time of year, particularly, right, a football sports talk. Do we do that? We're football or are we like... Well, I mean, we're a lot of shenanigans, but I I mean, it is Steelers Nation Radio, and the Steelers are a football team. Just making sure I need the clarification every (laughs) once in a while. Uh, One of the things, you know, we have to do, you got to do, all right, quarter poll evaluations, who's your MVP, who's the biggest surprise, biggest disappointment, all that stuff. We talked a little Rookie of the Year candidates as well, too. But Arthur Motes, of the good teams, who's actually bad? 
<laughs> and of the bad teams, who could actually maybe still be good? That's another thing. That's actually a great question. <laughs> That's another thing that we have to discuss. Um, so let's look here. Let's start AFC first. All right, the Bills are 4-0. The Chiefs are 3-0, most likely probably 4-0 tonight. The Steelers, 3-0. The Ravens and the Browns, 3-1. Titans, 3-0. Colts, 3-1. Arthur Motes, of the AFC, the teams that have zero or one losses, I guess we could put the Patriots in that conversation yeah. too. Uh, biggest pretender in that regard, most likely to – uh, fall apart, if you will. You said the AFC, correct? Just in the, we'll start in the AFC. Yeah, AFC undefeated or one loss. For me, um, I'm actually going with the Tennessee Titans here. I uh, think so too. That was a game that I really was looking forward to, not only from Tennessee Titans, but from a Pittsburgh Steelers standpoint as well. Nice litmus test. Yeah, for for I think for both teams, man, seeing two quality opponents on paper at least, because. I know from a, a, a Titan standpoint, we haven't seen them against the best of competition and very similar with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. But I do think, man, with the Titans, you just have more question marks because you don't really know what Tannehill is. We talked about how he, he excels from a play-action pass standpoint, but what happens when they are one-dimensional? Can he be the guy? You paid him like he's the guy that he can yeah. you know, get you out of a situation, find a way to, to win it with his arm, but I don't really believe it. Yeah, and then defensively they still have some some things they need to get shore up, shored up. Sim- similar to what you talked about with the Steelers as well from mm-hmm. the miscommunication standpoint. So I, that's why for me it was going to be the Titans at number one. And then honestly, I would have had the Steelers as my honorable mention in this situation just based off of the quality of opponents. Hmm. We haven't seen them against a, a legit team just yet. So that that still gives me a little bit of a pause. But other than that, man, yeah, I, I think. The rest of the teams are like, yeah, I think we pretty much know what the rest of the undefeated teams as it pertains to the yeah. AFC. Yeah. They are who they are. I'm with you, too. The Titans, obviously, uh, I think, at the forefront of this conversation for me. I think I'd also, though, too, things are hunky-dory for the Browns right now, but mm. that could could go by the wayside. Water could find some level there. I don't think the Browns would fall apart and only win five games or anything like that, but they're the only team in the NFL, Arthur Motes, that has a winning record that has scored uh, given up more points than they've scored. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know that, but yeah. they they are three and one. But they've also given up more points than they have scored on the season. They've won three games in a row. They've done it against some decent teams. And again, like I said, I don't I don't think the Browns are going to fall apart and only win five games or, or just be chaos or anything like that. But in terms of being a a a true contender for you right. know for the division for the playoff spot, I, I'm, well, and, I'm still and I'm glad you put that caveat because I think that is different in terms of when we talk about do we think the Browns is a three and one team are they a good football team I do think they are good yes yes I don't think they're legitimate in terms of Steelers Ravens right but I do think they are a good team and when you look at the teams that they've beaten in terms of the Cincinnati Bengals we sat up here and we talked about man Cincinnati they're not bad they're not a terrible team like no, Joe Burrow not. has uplifted them in a major talent. way yeah we talk about the Washington football team. We know, man, they're going to have their issues, and, and and rightfully so. But the Dallas Cowboys, on paper, the Dallas Cowboys are a good team. We've seen them score 30-plus, almost 40 points now mm-hmm. in back-to-back weeks pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So, so for me, that's the only reason why I'm like, I do believe that the Browns are good. I just They're not good in the sense of Steelers, Contender Ravens, good. good. Right. And, and we know, just like in any day, man, it's levels to a ranking. Yes. You can be a good team yeah. and be top 10, right. but you're not a top five team. Like right. the number nine or eight team is not the number two or three team. Right. And, right. and that's kind of how I feel when we're talking about these guys. That's a good way to put it. Uh, so of the of the teams in the AFC that have not started well, zero or one wins, Dolphins, Jets, Broncos, Chargers, Bengals, 
Jags, and the Texans. Uh, the Texans are kind of the obvious low-hanging fruit there, I think, right, of a team that we could still winning some, still see winning some games. How about the Chargers, though, too? Do you believe in Justin Herbert? I mean, I, I th- do. I think I believe enough that that team, that team could still finish with eight wins, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. Well, yeah, and we said based on their roster alone prior to the quarterback situation, we said, man, they had a very talented roster. Right. We felt that. Right. We just said that the biggest issue for them was quarterback. Mm-hmm. And it's looking like they might have that taken care of, baby. That it is. That it is. All right, let's go to the NFC here. Arthur Motes, biggest pretender of the three or four win teams. Seattle Seahawks, the Rams, oh, the Packers, the Bears, or the Actually, Bucks. That's not yeah, that's not tough. That's it's not the, tough it's at the all. Bears, right? Are we taking the low-hanging fruit or are we taking the low-hanging fruit here? All right. <laughs> I'm going with the Chicago Bears. Yeah. It does not matter who. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's just them. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean – Listen, again, these are one of those, maybe along the same conversations with the Browns in a way, like, I don't think the Bears are going to unravel and only win no, five no. games. No, 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 not, not at all. But they're just not they'll contenders. Be in, they'll be in a wild card conversation all season, but yeah, they're just not contenders. And I think they'll be one of those teams that will really benefit from the additional wild card team. You know what I mean? It'll let them, it'll let them pretend. It'll let them fool themselves no, into thinking no, see, they're if a contender. Anything, that's going to be bad for them because they need to be mm-hmm. finding ways to make true. mass movement, man. That's true. <laughs> and they're not going to do that they're, if they're, they're a playoff team. They're going to refuse to be yeah. sellers, right? Right, because then and, they're going to tell themselves, of, yeah. well, we made this mistake before with Lovey Smith. Remember, he got us 10 wins and we fired him. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't do that this year. Let's dig our heels in you here know? And, let's, and let's, let's, double, let's double down on Nagy, man. We can do this. Uh, of all the good look, or sorry, other way around now too. Uh, of all the teams that have started slow, one or fewer wins in the NFC, we've got the entire NFC East: <laughs> Eagles, Washington Football Team, Cowboys, and Giants. We have got the Vikings, so one the Lions, or, one or none, correct? one or none. Vikings okay. or Lions. Cardinals just made the cut. Or the Falcons. You know what? How about the Vikings? Is See, that what you were thinking? I wasn't actually. I was thinking the Falcons. Okay. Because we've seen the Falcons. The Falcons can score. They can, that they can. They're, they're in every game. We haven't seen them just get flat out blown you out. You and I, it, it, listen, this is a show thing here, all right? Yeah. It, we get on them. You and I, we have more, we have more, uh, we put more respect on Matt Ryan's name than the average Joe's. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. We and, both and, think and rightfully Matt Ryan so. is, is capable. Yeah, rightfully so. But I, I'm like, you can't blow a, a, a big lead without first getting the big lead. <laughs> they get the lead. That's not an issue. They had to do something right there, right. at least for a few minutes. When, when you watch the Vikings, I feel like they have the more talented roster, but they, they aren't playing together. Hmm. Turnovers, just blown assignments. Like, you can't have that type of stuff. Yeah. Whereas with the Falcons, I'm like, Matt Ryan is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. And, and, and I feel like that's why I agree. they are in the these games and winning these games, or, or not winning, but having a lead at some point late in these games. And then obviously the dam breaks because of just everything else is going on <laughs> right. from top to bottom. Right. But, but you still have to have that type of time to even get in those positions. Yeah. So that's why for me, I'm like, I think the Falcons are a little bit better than like, what their record is. Like I mean, they, they legit could have, should have two wins right now if, if we're one. being real about it. It yeah. should be two and one. And, you know, we both think the Buccaneers and the Saints are good teams, but they they can win games in that division too. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I like it. So there's our uh, – that we I think we satisfied the sports I talk mean, Think gods. about how crazy that would be though. We're sitting here, zero and three Falcons fired Dan Quinn, right? If they're they're one onside recovery away from a, a surefire win, mm-hmm. and then the week prior to that, if they could just score one touchdown <laughs> in the second half in the fourth quarter, it's a, it's a dub, it's a win. 
They be two and one, we'd be, legitimately we'd be, we'd two and one. Saying, are they a real contender right. or not? It'd be a totally different conversation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like it, Arthur Motes. There we go. We got the sports gods off our back, I think, with that. We, we, we fulfilled all of our prerequisite requirements. We try to give them a little something, you know? <laughs> On the other side here, we'll wrap up the show. Remember, early show wrap-up today. Arthur Motes has got a statistic that he brought to my attention uh, concerning. All right, we'll do, maybe we'll do the CCWP, right? Calm, concerned, worried, panic that we break out here on the show from time to time. Arthur Motes has a statistic about the Steelers' offense that he's going to give, and I will react to. Is it a big deal? Is it not a big deal? We will discuss on the other side as we get out of here, as well as getting to your tweets. At Wesley Euler, at the body 52. The body. It's Euler and Motes on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Wrapping up the show here on a Monday. Motes. You know, it was a long-running joke that we had when we, you know, you and I first started rocking this microphone two years ago. It was one of our first, uh, you know, show vernaculars, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, every, every good radio show, sports show in general, talk show in general has its own inside jokes and its own quirks and things like that that help the audience feel like it's, it's part of a, you know, a conversation, a, a good friendship, if you will. One of the first, uh, you know, quirks, jokes that we used to make here on the show, right, was that I've got notes on everything. I've done my research. Ain't there's not, the truth. there's not a topic that you can bring up that I am not well learned on, right? But you just, you got to bring the questions out of us. That was one of our first jokes on the show. Well, Arthur Motes, it was you who came into the studio with the research today, <laughs> and uh, you dropped a surprising statistic on me when you walked in, uh, walked in the studio this morning. Yeah, man. So uh, this is through uh, Jerry, uh, Jerry Dulac. Everybody knows Jerry. Jerry Dulac. D. You know Jerry. So yeah, man. Um, he was talking about how throughout the past what? Let's see, past twenty three games now, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the only team to not have scored at least thirty points in a game. The longest draw in the NFL right now. I was like, man, I'm thinking about the different teams. And he goes on to talk about how it's been 51 teams, right? And obviously some of these teams have done it multiple times, which is why they're up there to make it 51. But 51 teams have scored 30 or more points in a game this season. And like I said, the Steelers haven't scored 30 points or more in 23 games. Hmm. Longest draw in the NFL right now, man. Calm, concerned, worried, panicked. Uh, I'm a little frustrated because last week we should have broke that streak. I was going right? to say the Titans were ripe for the picking. <laughs> Titans or or think about the Texans, how the game ended if Chase Claypool Ooh. gets in. But but I will say this: if I had to pick between ending the turnover streak, hmm. oh, or call scoring thirty points in the turnover streak, because that Chase Claypool play yes. could have could have extended the turnover yes. streak. So I'm like, if I had to pick, <laughs> I'm glad he ended the turnover streak. All right, but. That, that, that's the part that's frustrating because I understand last year. Um, I mean, 14 of those games are without yeah. Ben Roethlisberger. Even though after watching the San Francisco 49ers for two weeks now and the week prior to that they scored 36, they could have easily scored 30 last night against the Eagles. That The more I'm seeing those type of situations, the less I'm willing to give the benefit of the hmm. doubt to our situation last year. Last year I was like, well, you know, it's a one-off. We're the only ones going through it. Right. But I'm like, no, nah, that's not the case. That is not the case, baby. 
So, like I said, that part is frustrating because I do feel like with the talent that we have here, especially this year, yeah, you got to score more than 30. And, and I think they will. I, I would have loved to have seen it, like I said, against the Titans because, yeah, their defense has been getting gashed. Yeah. Definitely has. But when there's a will, there's a way. And uh, yeah. it's a team <laughs> that lives in the Keystone State. Yeah. Might be right for the picking. Things are looking nice. Things are looking up. I will say that. Yeah. Things I, are looking up. I tell you what, I like the Steelers' chances to put up 30-plus uh, this weekend, Arthur Motes. Coming into the season, we talked about the Eagles' defense as being a strong unit, but they are battered. They are beat up. Isn't that the case every year in Philly? <laughs> The last couple of years, it's I mean, either it's they been, stay healthy and Wentz gets hurt, or they all get or they hurt all get hurt and, and Wentz is healthy. <laughs> it's one or the other. It, it's no happy medium in between. Ah, I mean, Arthur Motes. They last night had a guy. Uh, what was the wide receiver's name? I wrote. A oh, jo- yeah. I wrote a joke <laughs> down about it here, but I can't. And like, uh, yeah, something ha- haggle hag- hag- ham haggle ham something Never like heard that. Of him, man. Uh, Flugham. That was his name. Yeah. Travis Flugham was their star on offense yesterday. Flugham. That sounds like something you pick up for lunch down in strip district. I don't, hey, give me half pound of fluke ham. Let me get the fluke ham. Let me get a half pound and of fluke ham. And hold the chip beef down and, there. And a Turner's, and then a swig on a Turner's tea down there. <laughs> yeah, we will, uh, obviously, we're wrapping up the show a little bit early today. Um, but Wednesday, Friday, we'll still be back, normal time, normal show. We'll start to look ahead towards those Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, we'll obviously have normal show on Thursday as well, too. Uh, we will have Wednesday, Arthur Motes, for the first time in show history. We will go behind enemy lines. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. We'll, have a, we'll have a guest from the other team join us next week. Uh, his name's John Barchard. Great guy. We used to work together at WIP, uh, the radio station that I worked at in Philadelphia. Great guy. If he's that great, why don't you go back? Not playing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you hear this guy. I've told this to Motsi. I'm going to tease it now. I right? had a nice 48-hour tease here for you. Uh, but this guy, John Barger, that's going to join us on Wednesday, who covers the Eagles. Wait till you hear this guy's vo- I mean, he is like, you know when you uh, go to the movies, right, and you look at the previews beforehand, and it's like, coming to theaters this fall. Like, <laughs> or like, back in the day, there was only one way to save the world. Like, he's he's got one of those. Like, he, you, hey, we're going to love talking to this guy. He's on our same wavelength. He really knows his football, but he's a goofball at the same time. So we'll have some fun doing that on Wednesday. Remember, no show tomorrow because during the season it is Mike Tomlin Tuesday. And we do not care. And We do, we do not care. We do not care. I mean, you know, it just we cut off our eyelids and we keep moving forward. We do not care. <laughs> so that'll do it for the show today. No show tomorrow, so we'll talk the ends. And what, 46 hours-ish from now, we will deep dive in. And y'all better not be late. Well, you better not be late. We will uh, We'll deep dive into those Eagles. We'll have a little Best of the West Wednesday, and we will have a guest who covers the other team for the first. Look at us doing the whole professional radio. It, man. I'm excited, man. We're, we're, we're moving on up. It's because of you, man. <laughs> oh, it's because it. of you. Oh, stop it. So that'll do it for today. Like I said, a little bit of a shorter show today as I kind of try and adjust and, and get my feeding on this new uh, this new schedule on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. We, we, we'll, we'll be back uh, as we normally are the rest of the week. You know when to find us. Well, except for tomorrow. It's at high noon always. <laughs> and we're not going anywhere we're on your 24 7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio